0: Hello, and thank you for joining us for episode 15 of the Table and Well podcast. Uh, As always, we are honored that you're here with us today and excited that you want to spend some time with us. Um, Again, please feel free to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite listening platform. Uh, Today is just going to be a great conversation with a friend of ours, Scott Zamitis. He has gone through our collabs, and it's just a really honest conversation with him about where he is and what he's been walking through with the collabs, some of the things that he has learned, um, and even how he's applying them to his life today. And just really excited for you to hear him and hear where he's at and really hear his honesty. He doesn't really pull any punches. That's just the kind of guy he is. And he's very deliberate about what he does. And he's very intentional. And it was just an honor to speak with him and to even lead him through the uh, collabs. So let's just jump right in. Here's our conversation with Scott Zomitis we're here today with Scott Zemitis, and uh, he's a friend of ours, and he has been through three of our collabs, but we only have two, so I'll let him explain that to you. Uh, no, it's been really good. No, but uh, truly love Scott, And um, but hey, so I just wanted you to go ahead. Before we jump in, just give us a little bit, just tell us a little bit about yourself, it's who you are, maybe your family situation, and just, um, yeah, just a little bit about yourself. Sure, sure. I'm uh, in my mid 50s and um, been
2: married for 26 years uh, to Susan. I've got kids that are all uh, grown up. Three are already graduated from college and are out, out doing their own thing. Uh, my my son Matthew is still at Clemson, uh, he's still got a little ways to go. But um, We've been in Greenville for about 20 years, but I'm originally from the Washington, D.C. area, and we've been to Connecticut and Indiana and some different places, and, and Greenville is kind of home. Um, but really, um, I'm an engineer. I work for General Electric, and I tend to be kind of be more on the analytical side and think things through, um, not always so great with uh, interpersonal Skills and that sort of thing. So, I, one of the reasons why I was drawn to this.
1: Very cool. So, in taking collabs, oh, wait, you didn't mention to us, which is so roll it into your answer to this. But um, in oh, your taking uh, of collabs three times, um, what was one of the biggest takeaways that you had, the biggest skill that you've learned?
2: Uh, as far as skills, I think I became very aware of some of the deficiencies in my interpersonal interactions. Um, one of the biggest is eye contact mm-hmm. and really giving people my full attention, mm-hmm. not trying to divert the conversation into something that I want to go to and really trying to be present in that moment and available to them is something that I've not always been very good at. And I think I'm better at, But it's like anything, when you're aware of a problem or a weakness, you have to really expose it and become aware of it so that you can focus on it. And so I think that's part of the benefit of the collabs is there are different aspects of maturity and how people deal with people um, that you look at in a pretty intense way Mm -hmm. that gives you um, the opportunity, again, to to reveal some of these weaknesses, but also to work on them.
1: Mm
2: I'm one of those folks that
0: really need to work on some things. So, <laughs> No, I just, I just, I want to say this too. I know we, I joke about it, but, um, uh, but I really do admire the fact that like you did the collab 1.0 and then we offered it again. And you were like, man, I still need to work on some of these things. And it wasn't like a, it wasn't, you know, this self defeatist type of thing either. It was like, no, I, I see these skills. And I didn't really have enough time in that, that was allotted at that time for me to really get everything I felt I needed from that. And so for you willingness to go through the same material again, Mm -hmm. I just, I, like, I I think I know I've told you this, but I just publicly say, I really admire you for that. And in your self-awareness for like, no, I need to do this again. And that, that is just awesome. It's really, really, really awesome. Yeah. I appreciate that, but I'm, I also appreciate the material because
2: again, I don't know how to explain it, but, um, I guess it's it's maybe analogous to other school classes and things. Like if you've already had arithmetic, then you're ready for, for multiplication. But if you're not so good with arithmetic, you need to solidify that before you go on. And I guess it's one of those things where, you know how you can take a class for credit? Mm-hmm. You need to get your degree and you just want to get through it and check. So that's not what these are about. This is about transformation and really changing the way you do life. And I recognized with some of the heavy topics that were introduced that this wasn't just like a one in one week and done thing for me at least. Yeah. yeah. And didn't always feel like as I built. And I know you guys were this was your first time around. You're introducing these things. You've you've worked on them. You've modified them. But there's a lot of content there. And uh, I think depending on the individual, certain topics are going to be a more of a struggle or more self-revealing than others. You know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it really is about the lifelong practice of any one of these things. Mm -hmm. Truly, it, it certainly isn't skills that you master in a week and, and move on like a superhero for a lot of us. It's try and fail, try and fail and try again, you know, until one day you realize further down the road, wait, I did that. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, I didn't even have to think about doing that. I just did it. And yeah and it surprises you. It comes to surprise you after you've practiced a bunch of times, you realize you have the muscle memory to do it. Well,
2: yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it's also nice to understand like what failure looks like or what it means, like, well, why you fail, you know, that's a lot, you know, it's just like any other, like a sport or whatever, you know, you keep the baseball, it's being thrown to you, but unless somebody explains the mechanics of the swing, timing, you understand well. That's why I keep missing the darn
0: thing. Yeah, that's
1: good.
0: And, um, and then maybe how to how to do better with that. You know? yeah, yeah, that's really good. That's really good. So within and saying that, so um, have you as you have gone through and you've learned and and practiced. So what have you noticed? Maybe have been some changes in how you approach relationships in general. I'd say
2: definitely more of an emphasis on listening. And trying to understand people, and I guess I've been guilty in a lot of different relationships. And there, there are some relationships where they're inherently pragmatic or manipulative. You know, where you know, I'm going to the dentist, I'm there to get my teeth cleaned. Like there's, a, it's a very transactional environment. Or at work, where you know somebody needs you to do something, and you've got a problem. It's like we're here to do us do certain things. And that's the main focus is the thing that you're doing, mm-hmm. essentially the relationship you're trying to build. And so I think rather than having an agenda all the time, that's a mm-hmm. big thing that's for me is just this okay, let's just experience this moment, see what this person's trying to say, see if I understand it, be a good listener, and then only feel like it's appropriate what I then kind of go into the, which is my natural bent, you know, the, the fix the fix it or the advice or suggestions, you know, mm-hmm. kind of thing. So that's been one big, one big area. Um, another area I think is a little different and that's, I recognized in a variety of different relationships, especially family ones, that if I don't have a good understanding of who I am, and who God has made me to be and what my role in it, like as husband or father, what that means. It's easy to be what other people want you to be. Mm. And it's part of that natural bent where you're trying to, you want approval, you want acceptance, you want love from people. And you realize that if you sacrifice who you are or you forgo whatever, let's say, an authority you have in a situation um, or voice you're supposed to add to a situation if you forego that for approval that in the end it just doesn't work out like it mm-hmm. there, there may be some short-term pain that's involved in mm-hmm. standing your ground and and doing the right thing but it's the only it's the only thing that's worth it's that's it's lasting and valuable in the end it's like if you if the people in your life don't respect you as a man yeah, it's a pretty weak a weak foundation to be to be uh existing on hopefully and you just can't be the person that you're meant to be and that doesn't mean that you're you know you're running around banging people over the head but it's it's just sort of like a comfortable hey you know i know god's approving i know god loves me the way that i am and he's approving of me and sometimes that has to be enough yeah not everybody else is echoing that you know that's good
1: do you feel like that shifted for you in taking the collabs?
2: Definitely. Um, again, again, I'm not where I want to be, but part of it is the awareness of your. One thing that just um, I don't know that it was intentional in the in the teachings, but one thing that just it, it was just very clear to me was this idea of being at peace with God and having the right understanding of God that he's not your enemy, that he's not like whatever dysfunctional male leadership, um, image you have in your head, that that's, you know, what is he really there for? And does he really care about you? And that that's gotta be the most important thing. And The the love of others is great, but that's, that's gotta be secondary to who you are and his approval of you as a person.
0: Yeah. And I think in that, um, Because once that happens, then there's this natural loving of others and this natural because you've 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 put him in his proper place and in his approval and his approval and his thinking of you in the proper place. Well, it talks about, you know, it says love your neighbor as you love yourself. And so as you're able to love yourself because of who you are and who God has created you to be, then it it only can overflow into how you love and how you talk to and take care of and interact with others so
2: and one of the things about the collab that it helps you to to get at some of these things is many of us again i've been around for a little while and you have been doing things your meds are are correct in terms of what you're trying to achieve or whatever and um recognizing that there are i guess it's like the approval of man right it's There are these things that you want, and you've been going about them a certain way, Mm -hmm. and you come to realize that okay, your approach has been all wrong, and you've got to take care of first things first. Mm -hmm. That's good. Uh, The only way that the other thing, other things are going to be fruitful, is if you have the proper priorities, and yeah,
1: yeah, and that, and so would you say that those proper priorities are really knowing who he says that you are first
2: yeah and again it's just you know responding to him as he really is not as you thought he was mm-hmm. oh that's so good and without that fundamental relationship um in order again it just becomes difficult to be the person you're supposed to be in these other roles that your
0: mm-hmm. life yeah. Yeah.
1: gosh that's really good that's
0: really good so in saying that too um as we've kind of talked about the identity and in, and in, and in, who he is who he says that you are in what ways do you feel that you're more connected to god yourself and others
2: i think i, I bring him into things a lot more than i used to um when i'm disappointed with people or circumstances i forgive and i bring to that and i tell him about those things and i I forgive people. I ask him to bless people that hurt me. Um, I just realized that without, if you don't do things his way, that it's not going to be fruitful. Mm-hmm. And we weren't meant to carry bitterness and pain. Um, that's not our, that's, we we're not meant to carry those things long term. And that I need him to be involved so that he can take those things and nail them to the cross. So I can have relief and I can walk in peace, even though I'm in a in a battlefield in a sense. There's yeah. mm-hmm. hurt, wronged uh, in different ways, and that can change us for the for the worse. And um, I don't know, I feel like it helps me to have a fresh perspective to even in, a, let's say, a situation that's been very intractable, long relationship, it's not what I want it to be how do you come back to that with a fresh perspective with grace and an energy, It mm. has to be involved for that to, to be possible.
1: Wow, that's really good. That's really good. So do you have a, any stories about a time that you've taken what you've learned in collabs and applied it in a real or in your daily relationships? <sighs> <laughs> yeah, actually,
2: probably. Um, but I guess just maybe one that's sort of indicative of, of many would be just trying to take more interest in the people around me and show love in the circumstances that I, that I can. And, you know, we have all these different relationships. You know, there's a, there's a young fellow at the Chick-fil-A that, it's, that I'll have get breakfast with a lot, and I've got a re- kind of relationship just talking with him. And he's a young fella, a very bright fella, but he, I could just tell he's sort of down on himself. I'd ask him questions about his future and his interests. And he's like, oh, I'm not, I can't do this. I can't do that. And I don't know, just little things like that, where you're like, Hey, here's, a, here's one little example where I can speak into somebody and tell them what I think of them and kind of project an idea that maybe they didn't have on, in, on their own. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's, part of what we're supposed to do. And and every response, you know, whether it be work relationships at home, can you salt light to people? And sometimes that means putting your own agendas on hold, but then when you do it right, it feels good. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think it's interesting how you've talked about having an agenda, even the Chick-fil-A kid that could have very easily been a transaction but you're learning that there's actually great opportunity for relational connection. And sometimes I think too, relational connection, isn't just about for our benefit. Mm-hmm. It was for that kid's benefit too. You saw him, you see him when you're asking him questions yeah. and it shifts his ability to, to feel seen, known and loved. And at the same time does the same thing for you unexpectedly.
2: Well, actually I had to, I had to actually overcome a lie. To even do that,
1: yeah.
2: one of the things the Lord's been showing me is that even though I'm not a perfect parent or father or, you know, man, mm-hmm. that there are people out there like this young fellow that 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 need me. I mean, they need yeah. they the approval, they need the affirmation, they need the advice, uh, the fathering. There's mm-hmm. just a whole generation of kids out there that mm-hmm. you can just see it. They they don't have that consistent voice speaking into their lives. And even though mine's not perfect, I I feel like the Lord is reveals these people in my life. And I'm like, okay,
0: I see it, Lord. Mm -hmm. I try to respond. Yeah. That's, that's so good. We haven't, um, we haven't got there yet, but even within the podcast, but um, what you're talking about is actually being an elder in your community, which is the last maturity stage and being able to look out over your community and seeing where people are and then beginning to attempt and speak into them and then raise them up to the next level of maturity that they need to, that they need to go into. And that's, that's really awesome. That's, that's really cool. Well,
2: and the enemy doesn't want you to think you're capable of it. Mm -hmm. They want you to look at your mistakes and your shortcomings. You're not good enough. You're not able, but that's not true.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think the collabs teach a lot about that, that, it really is just walking it out. Yeah. Just walking it out every day, practicing. We need more practice tennis and I've looked at each other so many times and said, we just need more practice. Yep.
0: Yep. And it's, a, it's always practice, more practice, more mm-hmm. practice.
1: Cause it does bear fruit. It's just like exercise. We talk about that in the co too, that, you know, you're not going to bench press 350 pounds tomorrow, right? But you might start with five pounds today. Mm-hmm. And really, it's the yeah. same movement over and over. And it's and nice over
2: to have again. a coach to tell you what the proper form is. Yeah. You know, it's nice to have a coach <laughs> to
0: tell you how to lift without breaking your back, you know. Right. right. For sure. So, um, let's have one more question for you. And so, if if there was somebody listening to this podcast and they're like, man, I'm interested in, these co- interested in these collabs, but I'm not really sure that I should do it or I don't know if it's for me, what would you say to them?
2: Honestly, well, I think they have to be a couple of things. One would be that they need to be realistic with themselves and see their relationships and their lives the way they are, and be vulnerable enough to to admit if there are shortcomings that you don't have the answer. And as smart as you are, as good looking as you are, whatever, whatever you got going for you, that you know from your own life experience, the pain of, of, of shortcomings and things that relationships unfulfilled, if that's you, then you're gonna benefit. But you also have to come in with the idea that with some humility that you don't know everything. And you need to be able to to look at some very fundamental things. And, and and give them a second thought and consider new ways. And so if you're not wanting to be coached or you're not teachable, then I wouldn't um, waste your time. But if you are wanting to see changes like that, then I think it's a very good use of time. And Janelle and Tennyson have devoted a lot of their time to studying um, not just the um, the methods, but also some like the brain science and really trying to put together a good package of understanding like, well, why does, why do things look and feel the way that they do and why are some things successful and other things aren't. And so there's a practical aspect to it. It's not all just lectures and theory. Um, so i i I appreciate them and what they've, what they've brought.
1: Thank, Thank you. you, Scott. One of the things that you had talked about prior to us starting the recording for the podcast was about the group element. do you want to share that again because I know that's been really impactful for you
2: yeah, I mean other than the obvious with the covid and not having as much interaction with people in general it's nice to have a group of of, of pretty much like minded folks and the The first couple I did were with men, and I think it was a protective environment where you could kind of you know whether they're young or old, everybody kind of has their own. You know, shortcomings, their list of hopes unfulfilled, uh, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. And um, even in that environment, I found that we, we were able to help each other, mm-hmm. cure each other, and mentor each other. Um, and I appreciated that, again, especially in the, in the COVID times where there's not as much of that going on in a natural way. Um, and then some of those relationships, I mean, those those continue. And I think that's a huge part of this is this idea that we're not you know, we're not uh we're not alone in this and we can't be. That's a that's a formula for for failure, is to just think you can you're that self-aware or whatever, that you can do this on your own.
1: Yeah, that's really good. I think I obviously didn't get to be a part of your group, but one of the <laughs> things that I loved hearing about about your group was the multi-generational aspect. You know, like you had mentioned, you're in your mid 50s and we had a a guy in there who was in his young twenties and, and just finding out that you guys actually had a lot to share with each other and were able to grow from learning from each other at two completely different mm-hmm. stages of life. And it yeah. wasn't that he was just learning from you, but you were also learning from him. And um, I just thought that was yeah. really beautiful.
2: Yeah. I think that's a lot more of how the church is supposed to function. You know, it's, when you look at acts and whatnot, like they, they were more like an extended family. Mm-hmm that's a lot closer to what God's model for our interactions as a, as an extended family really should be, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: that's well, awesome. Don't get us started on that. Yeah, you know, we'll, we don't that's, have enough time.
0: But now, well, Scott, thank you very much. Um, it's been really good. Thank you for just being willing to do this and just being yourself and letting us know where you're at and what the Lord's doing in your life and, and what you've learned and what you're growing from and through the collab. And let me know what you guys are looking in 2021. Okay.
1: All yeah. right. See you. <laughs> Thanks. Right.
0: Bye. You've been listening to the Table and Well podcast. New episodes stream every Tuesday. Please subscribe on your favorite streaming service.